What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, I'm Heather Barnes, food and product photographer and storyteller behind the lens. Our Austin-based team is all about visual solutions. For your brand, it's essential for your product to be memorable and have stickiness. Our clients like Ghirardelli, Tiff Streets, and Nanamu choose our photography to develop positive associations with their brand. They call our work inspiring because it moves consumers into a relationship with their company. And we can do the same for you. Learn more today at heatherbarnes.com. Focused on you, your story, and your success with memorable photography garnished with love. And welcome back to Success Made to Last. I'm Rick Tokini. The show is brought to you by Play Audio, as well as Heather Barnes Media and Gracefully Yours Greeting Cards. <clears throat> Today is uh, kind of a day of reflection, looking back on the last uh, several years of podcasting. And uh, most recently, I've been asked about how in the world do I uh, think on the fly? And um, I want to address that question that primarily comes from my um, circle of critics, including my uh, sister, Suzanne Key, who I dearly appreciate because she always tells it like it is. And I wanted to uh, express it from um, the perspective of how do you structure spontaneity. And that's almost um, an oxymoron to say structure spontaneity, but I think that that's kind of the secret to what goes on in trying to become a, a decent conversationalist and listening deeply to our guest on this show. And maybe this uh, information will be able to help you as a conversationalist as well. Um, structure, in my opinion, doesn't need to impede spontaneous communication, but it enables it. And from a jazz musician's perspective, and I play drums, I think most of you know, when the best jazz musicians improvise, they're not just playing whatever random notes pop into their minds. They're actually improvising within a boundary of informal preset musical structure. And most jazz musicians, especially uh, drummers, learn um, from a group of standard songs. And you learn uh, melodies and chord progressions. And I know that that applies mostly to guitarists and saxophone players. But inside that structure is space for improvisation. When you know a given song structure in advance, um, you can improvise in ways that will sound good over a song's basic chords and possibly reference the melody. The This existence 
<clears throat> of a preordained structure makes it much easier for jazz musicians to compose spontaneously. Uh, but you have some basic parameters and rules within uh, to work. And I think that that's one of the secrets. So think about song structure helps orient listeners as well, giving them a logic that they can follow and prevent jazz from sounding like muddled mess. And a similar dynamic informs our children and grandchildren how to play. Uh, there's a, a playground um, designer by the name of Megan uh, Talarovsky, who relates, and she says that you give kids freedom because they need freedom, but they also need a certain amount of structure and safety, uh, as you might well guess. Um, if you just have a blank slate, she says, kids, kids tend to play more violently with one another. They have this tendency to treat, treat each other like playthings because there's nothing to activate their imagination, nothing for them to riff off of. In designing playgrounds, she strives to create a basic frame or stage for a good play, one in which kids still have a great deal of latitude to invent and explore spontaneously. Such a frame uh, might take the form of a specific play equipment, such as an open-ended net structure, which you probably have all seen on playgrounds now. It allows kids to move quickly and in ways that they choose, almost like Spider-Man. And even some slides that are created out there today that uh, kids can improvise how they descend. It might also entail a logical ordering or arrangement of play elements so that kids make new discoveries and experience a sense of surprise as they move across a playground. Now, I love what she says there because surprise, <clears throat> in my estimation, is what most people like to listen to on podcasts. They want to be surprised. You want to learn. You want to be able to take away uh, information and hopefully apply it to your own self. Uh, to render structure easy, easier for us, you can uh, apply the same jazz musician theory and arm yourself in advance um, when you're talking to someone else and making, you know, making this uh, conversation um, more effective. Let's call it that without going too far. So you, what you're trying to do in, in essence is add structure around a spontaneous encounter. And that way, a spontaneous encounter presents itself in a very natural, organic way with some structure, but you're also, it provides you some agility inside of that. And, uh, I'm enjoying reading a book called Think Faster, Talk Smarter, and it, and it mentions that structure to clients and audience members is really important. And um, there's uh, several different methods that are described inside this book, one that I laughed at because it talked about a seminary student who talked about the structure of sermons, and he said the structure of sermons is that he was taught was me, we, thee, we, me. And you describe an issue in which you're wrestling, me, generalizing by showing how all of us can relate to this issue, which is the we. You invoke wisdom from a deity or holy text that might 
bear something on that issue, which is the, T-H-E-E, or the Bible. You ask the audience to take action in line with the holy teaching, we, and in the end, explain how this action and teaching is going to affect their personal life, which is the me side. So I, I love that. And then there's also a, a mention of a structure of using the kind of a narrative or story that logically connects ideas with one another, uh, like you were taught, beginning, middle, and end. If you rely on a list of bullet points, um, it, it, when you think you're trying to develop some organization behind structure, be leery of that. Um, Sue Stanley, senior instructional designer at Toastmasters International, agrees structure is an important tenant of any successful speech, whether it's impromptu or not. You have to be able to get a beginning, a middle, or an end, but you have to know where you're going to start and where you're going to end. And when you think about structure as a logical narrative progression of elements, you start to see it everywhere in our life. Uh, most popular music unfolds according to one of the relatively small number of common structures. And one that's pretty familiar to you songwriters out there is A-B-A-B-C-B, which begins with an introduction, introductory verse, A, continues to the song chorus, which is B, goes back to the present to another verse, which is A, returns with the chorus B, and then moves to the bridge or transitional section C, and ends with B. Hit songs uh, by artists like Tina Turner and Radiohead and Katy Perry all follow this structure, offering a clear beginning, middle, and end, and we almost learn or expect to hear that when we listen to particular <clears throat> singers. One of the things that... In in fact, in this particular podcast, you got to keep people listening. So I'm rambling on about uh, structure and your spontaneity. And I hope you're still listening to me um, because what you've got to do is keep your audience's attention and interest. Um, and there is a, a particular historian, David Labory, who remarks, there's a line of interest that draws you in. It's more of an intellectual struggle to simply follow a logical argument. But if you can weave it all together into something that feels like a story, then you're more likely to be able to draw people in. That's the reason why we interview so many different people on this show, because we get to experience their stories, their lessons, and kind of get a sneak peek into their brains. And I know that brains are designed to seek out, enjoy, create, and remember structured narratives or stories. And scientists that we've had on recently have called our attention to recall long-ago events or episodic memory. Uh, and we tend to retain information on those guests and those episodes and those stories. Uh, if a story is crafted so well like the story that Kent Blasey shared with us this year on story writing, you tend to plug in that matter to the brain and you, you remember it, especially through the voice of a, of a Kent Blasey. And uh, if, you, if you start to remember those deep stories and then to apply them, um, then <clears throat> guess what? You're going to remember them longer. And by aiding memory, structure can also allow your communication to spread. Um, and I think that's 
pretty important considering all the stuff that we face today, that all the data and all the um, points of communication just roaring our way through uh, social media, much less television. The best stories don't simply impart information. They make it meaningful, enlightening, and energizing. And in this process, a simple communication takes on a life of its own. Who wouldn't want to hear, hear this kind of impact for their spontaneous speaking? You know, I, I know that I would. So the next time you try to convince someone to do something or think something, uh, take some of this advice and structure what you intend to say as a narrative with a clear beginning, a middle, and an end. And you might want to try this at work when you're trying to convince your boss or coworkers to take a certain course of action or at home or to get your unruly teenager to change their behavior. Telling a story that begins with a clear problem raises the stake with tension in the middle and then resolves with a memorable ending will help illustrate the point that you want to make in a way that is hard to ignore or to forget. And there's some particular uh, techniques that I'm going to just introduce to you today. You probably have used them all the time, but this first one is about comparison, contrast, and conclusion. And if you tell a friend about two events you attended recently, start by listing out the features of each event, and then you can turbocharge your message by leveraging this little technique comparison, contrast, and conclusion, and reflect on how the events are similar. That's how you start it. And then come to some uh, conclusion based on your analysis. And what you're doing while you're doing that is just telling them, you know, how these things are compared, how they were different, and then what the conclusion was. Start to think like that and speak like that. And then you can have a short structure that's articulate, that's using an economy of words, and uh, it gives your listening audience or the person you're having a conversation with a chance to absorb what you're saying. You kind of freeze them up with every point that you're making. And um, again, if you almost say, let me compare something, let me contrast it, and then let me conclude with an observation. So I, I like that. Um, but this is the one that I like the most. And uh, so, Suzanne, if you want to know one of my secrets, it's uh, when you are listening to someone, uh, what you do is you say, what is it that you're trying to say? So what? And now what? So you're discussing a topic, why it matters, and then the practical implications of that. This is in comparison to the old system that we learned in corporate America from P&G and PepsiCo of there's a problem, there's a solution, and there's a benefit. You know, and to me, that's not as, as relevant and um, smart today as saying what, so what, and now what. And the other one I wanted to tell you is the, this is the old STAR method of situation, task, action, and result. You describe an event that transpired to evoke a situation, then you discuss the challenge you had and what you had, what you did to address it, and you end with a discussion of the results that you obtained. So it's storytelling, but you're listening in storytelling form. So when you're talking to someone, you're trying to listen deeply to them of what are they talking about, and then so what, 
And then now what? So I want you to try that. The next time you read the news or a book or some other printed communication, take a few minutes to compose a little mini presentation in your mind using the what, so what, now what formula. What was the piece about? How was the information important or relevant to you? And how can you use that information going forward? This exercise, I promise you, will help you practice structuring the way you think and the way you listen. And if you can do that, you will become much more adept at the next step of structuring what you say and how you listen. Hope this was helpful to all of you. You know, <clears throat> this uh, network is all about trying to move you from success to significance. And to me, learning how to listen and communicate is or one of those important tenets of becoming a more of a significant person. Hey, until next time, we wish you a successful life on your way to your level of significance. Have a great week. To all my brand and marketing leaders out there, I want to let you in on a little something. Audio advertising is one of the most efficient ways to speak to your consumer. I mean, you hear me now, right? The best way to take advantage of audio is to find the right audio agency who can help you navigate all the ins and outs of digital broadcast and podcast advertising. And I found the perfect partner for you, and that's Play Audio Agency. Say it with me, Play Audio Agency. Play offers services that cover advertising and communication, audio branding, podcasting, original brand, music, and more. Let them deliver an audio strategy that drives a deeper emotional connection to your consumer while you sit back and do the things that you love, like listening to my podcast. Hey, find them at playaudioagency.com to harness the power of sound for your brand. That's play, P-L-A-Y, audioagency.com to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.